Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Today we have one of the most influential voices of our generation. That's somebody who reads the scriptures and has quiet time. That's somebody that knows how to worship. Pastor Michael Todd is sharing why you may be damaged, but not destroyed. And until we deal with our damage, we affect every person that is around us that we love. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so you can be notified every single time we drop a new video. Now let's hop into the show. Yo, this man needs no introduction, Mike. Let's just jump into it, brother, uh, because me and you were talking a few months ago and you told me about this book coming and I was like, yo, Mike, I got to get you on the show. Yes, sir. We got to talk about it because um, I've been reading this book, Mike, and I'm just going to be honest with you, man. Relationship goals, that that was an attractive, that that was a fun book, man. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, okay, Mike is going to help me land that wife. I get to this book and I'm, I, bro, you got me emotionally like, this brother came for my life. Wow. <laughs> like, like, I feel like you were like, yo, I, 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 I got y'all happy. Now let me get your internal checked a little bit. Yes, sir. And I think this is probably one of your most vulnerable books, bro. Yes, completely, definitely. And I'm sitting here like, okay, my, I, I didn't see this one coming, Mike. You know, because yeah. you, we know Mike Todd as the, the you are the guy who's going to bring... Uh, the world in Christ together, you're going to make us feel like, okay, wait, okay, okay, okay. this one, bro, I I was <laughs> like, yeah, this is going to be a good conversation. So I want to I, I want to just go back to the very beginning, Mike. Okay. You, you've gotten three books out that are all just top sellers, man. Where did Damage But Not Destroyed really come from yeah. from your heart, man? I mean, now, I'm reading the stories, but I'm like, when did you realize, okay, I this is the book that not only I need Mike, but the world needs. So one of the things, number one, that I'm just so excited about is we're finally getting to have this conversation. Like, I'm finally <laughs> at the table. So this is a long time coming, man. I appreciate all the work that you've been doing. And for me, um, truly, I did this series at our church called Damaged Goods. Like, mm. I mean, 
almost eight years ago. Like it was when I first started pastoring brand new and I just saw how bad people were hurting and I just wanted them to be encouraged. Like God can do great things with damaged people. And so I did that and I was like, all right, this is cool. Literally three years ago, I'm in my sabbatical every summer. I take a time off and I'm just praying and the recalibrating and seeing what's next. And I feel very strongly in a time of prayer that I am supposed to work on my next book. And I'm like, all right, God, what is my next book? Stride, marked, like all of these messages that I feel like God has given a lot of wind to. And he's like, uh, damaged, but not destroyed. And I'm like, hold on. What? <clears throat> like, Damage, like I'm not damaged. Like, <laughs> like, why would I talk about damage? That's not sexy. Like, that's not like, and he told me very clearly, he said, many people want the destiny that I've shown them, but they are not going to get there because of their damage. They, 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 they have not dealt with the damage that is actually delaying their destiny. So because I'm a good father, I can't give them that till they deal with this. And bro. It started something on the inside of me that was like, uh-oh, like, okay, am I limiting my future, my potential, my purpose because of something I haven't dealt with? Am I mad at the fruit, but I haven't looked at the root? Like, what's going on? And I can't, you know me, I'm hot, humble, open, and transparent. I cannot talk about anything that I haven't gone through. And so God started taking me on this journey of really digging in to the areas of my life of damage and trying to figure out why I do what I do, why I do what I do, where I do what I do and how it's affecting me for my future. And bro, when I tell you I wasn't expecting this book, I didn't want to write this book, but it is one of the greatest journeys of discovery and healing I've gone on. And I want to be somebody's coach to walk this out so that they can reach their destiny. I don't care what damage you've been through. God is the only one that can take your damage and say, no, this is not just going to destroy you. This is going to push you into destiny. Mm, my, 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 <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Bro, that, that, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm curious. And, and I want to ask this because I think there's a lot of people who are listening to this and hearing you like, okay, you were on your sabbatical. Yeah. You heard God say this, but then you was like, but God, that ain't sexy. I got to sell books. <laughs> I, I, I got to please my, you know, uh, 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 my, my people who are cutting a check for the book, who are, who are backing me. Um, and you still honored that request. What, what, because there are some people I want to ask this, Mike, I, I got to ask this question. There are people who are hearing God say, do something. Yeah. But they're going a different way. Uh-oh. And it's like, like, let, let's be real. You're Mike Todd. Everything that you pretty much touch impacts, turns gold, goes viral, sells out. And it's like you hear this book and your first thought is like, God, that's not going to go viral. That's that's not going to. Why did you still go that route? And what would you say to us listening? And we hear God saying, hey, you need to leave this relationship. You need to leave this job. You need to write this book. You need to do this. You need to start this business. You need to do X, Y, Z. But we're fearful to be obedient because it doesn't fit what we originally thought. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind, brother, is God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. The yeah. truth of the matter is when it doesn't make sense, that's when it makes a miracle. 
And too mm. many people, they're they're not doing it because it doesn't make sense. But faith begins where understanding ends. And a lot of people talking about they walking in faith, but they're just walking in their plan. And I believe in a plan and I believe what God is saying. But there is something if you want it to be supernatural, it's got to run out of natural so that mm. the super can take over. And so for me, the reason that I still did the book, even though it was not sexy, even though it didn't seem as um. It, it had as much appeal and steam behind it. And it meant that people had to really deal with their ish. Like the reason I did it is because a long time ago, I, I divorced myself from opportunities. I no longer do things for opportunities. I only do assignments. And many people right now are so caught up in all oh, such and such called and I can do this now and I could do that now. And, and, and I want to let everybody know everything that seems good is not God. And the thing of the matter is it's that discernment to like, is this part of my assignment? Is this what I'm supposed to do? Because I found that when you do the assignment, God takes care of everything else. And so yeah. for me, I knew clearly I spent enough time with God. I spent enough time with myself to know when it's me and when it's him. I've spent enough time like, and I got too much proof. Like, bro, I've, I've done things that don't make no sense. And it's ended up in millions of dollars worth of assets. Like I, it, like I know, like I know this don't make no sense, but it's about to make a miracle. And so <laughs> for me, it was like, yeah, this don't make no sense. But I called the publisher. Hey, I got my next book. And it's like, what is it? Da, 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 da. I said, damaged but not destroyed. We haven't heard that message. What is that about? And I was like, this is the process of going from trauma to triumph. And I want to help people. I mean, we just come out of 2020, people losing their businesses, people losing loved ones, people losing their identity, people losing their homes and, 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 and have been effective greatly mentally, emotionally and physically by this season we've been in. And people really don't know if there's a reason to continue to go. And my mm -hmm. overwhelming message is I'm going to share with you authentically and transparently all the crap I've been through. Like I tell everything in this book, bro. I'm not I'm not waiting for a later moment. I told somebody the other day, I said, this is the book people write when they 65. And yes, sir. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I believe that that the reason it's going to be real and impactful is because I'm writing it a year, two years after it happened because I really did the work. And I just believe if people really do the work, man, you've never seen your life. It's like I've mm. gone, bro, from living in black and white to being in HD color. Like nobody can steal the work that God has done in me and how much now my damage, I literally embrace it because then Ooh. it's the thing that leads me to the destiny that God has for me, man. So you already see I'm hype off this stuff, bro. It's <laughs> real for me, Yo. but I just believe people can be changed. Yo, what's going on, fam? Are you ready to make a big career move here by the end of this year? Why not pivot into the flourishing tech industry with the Bethel School of Technology, recognized globally as the sole Christian online tech bootcamp? You see, with African-Americans constituting a mere 7.9% of the U.S. tech workforce, I believe it's time to narrow this display and unlock opportunities for everyone in this thriving sector. Bethel Tech is steadfast in its mission to make tech careers accessible, rewarding, and economically advantageous for all individuals. Their comprehensive nine-month program is designed to equip you with the necessary skills to propel you into your technology career and move forward at a high speed. You see, recent reports from Indeed suggest that software developers in the U.S. command an average annual salary of approximately about 103 
$43,000. This is well above the national average of $48,000. You see, diversify your tech education by choosing from their specialized programs like cybersecurity and UI UX design. With Bethel Tech, you're not just kickstarting a career, you're igniting a passion with a purpose. I want you to say goodbye to the prospects of crippling student loan debts and, and instead invest a mere nine months to transform your next decade of your professional journey. Step into your potential with Bethel Tech and turn your career aspirations into reality. To begin, I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Bethel or click the link in today's show notes. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash slash Bethel. Don't wait another moment to take the first step towards a bright and promising future into a career space that can make you a millionaire. Let's get back to today's show. Man, listen, listen, man, you you are impacting lives. And there's something that I just just gotta call out, man, because, you know, back in January, 2022, uh, you went viral and we see all these media outlets giving their opinions on uh, when you smear spit on your brother's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I watched the video myself, even I was like, ooh, Mike. That was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that was disgusting. I was like, yo, that's that's my guy. You know, I'm like, but Mike, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. ooh. But it's like, bro, a year later, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a year later, Mike, not 10 years down the road. No. A year later, you were talking about this in your book, the thought behind it, what you learned from it. Why Why are you doing that now, bro? Because I've made mistakes, Mike, and I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't know if I'm going to come and put it in a book, dog. <laughs> I feel you, There's bro. some mistakes I can, but a year ago, yeah. I just, yeah. I'm like, yo, Mike, that's what I'm saying. This book, it's like my my show was about to be better because of your book. Man. Because I'm like, dang, Mike is coming with things that just happened a year ago. Yeah, bro. Six months ago. Yeah, bro. And, and I'm only talking about things that happened two years ago. <laughs> well, this is. What, what's up with that, Mike? The, Talk the, to the truth of the matter is there's a couple reasons. And I'm a, I'm going to go um, real pastor for a second just so you can get Do the it. context of this. Um, man, I've come from a lot of crap. Like the mm. stuff I've done in the dark is way worse than the stuff that anybody's ever seen me do in the light. And right. especially trying to live this thing out out loud publicly in front of people, actually love people that that hate on you and and, and just be a good husband and be a good father. Like I, I'm really trying to live this thing. And so yeah. um, when I look at the Bible, it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb. That's what Jesus did. I have nothing to do with that. But my part of that scripture is and the words of my testimony. Mm. And so for me, somebody who was addicted to pornography, had manipulation all in my G- DNA and, and idea ideology, somebody who had a very dark things in my heart. The only reason I'm free right now is because I share my testimony. And a lot of people are still bound because they think somehow they're freer with people not knowing. But God said the only way you stay free actually is by what I did at the cross and then sharing your testimony. I haven't forgot my mat. I, I'm going to tell you what I was addicted to you too. And I'm going to tell you how close I am to walking back there if I didn't have community and accountability and all those different things. So the first reason I got to share it is because that's how I stay free. 
And I feel that thing right now, bro. There are so many people that are so close to destroying their life again and going back to the thing because they are silent. And God says there is power of overcoming that thing if you would share it. And so for me, I just said, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. You don't have to speculate. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> like, I, you don't have to try to figure out what was going on. I'm going to give you the exact details because this is the way I stay free. And so for me, sharing things that happened a year ago, number one is confirmation that God put his hand on it. Why? Because I finished the book before the spit hit the fan. <laughs> so God tells me to write the book, no damage publicly, Finish the book the next month spit hits the fan. God said, I'm going to give you the best public relations in the world for this next book. And I'm like, Lord, if you could have done it a different way, I would have really took it in. Like you could have really done this differently. But he said, Michael, I want people to see how you handle the mountaintop with me and how you handle the valley. I need people to understand. So that's why I'm saying this is real for me. This wasn't like, let me use this to spin the narrative. The book was done. I had to go back and add when the spit hits the fan. I had to go back and put all that stuff in there because God said, I'm going to make this real, real for you. I'm going to let the crowd turn on you. I'm going to let the fans become fanatic and I'm going to let them try to come at you. I want this to be real. And then I want you to stand. I want you to make sure you preserve your soul. And then I want you to go feed people that used to throw stones at you because they need to know how to deal with adversity if they're going to be at any level of success in this earth for me. And so, bro, that's the first reason that I'm doing it is because this is how I overcome. The second reason that I'm, I'm doing this book is because I never saw anybody in my position do this so that I didn't have to walk through the same um, pitfalls. Everybody that's really sharing their story authentically they're 75 before they do it. And so by the time I need it, like by, by the time like I, I'm in the crucible of it, it's not the, the, the examples don't make sense. Like if I was sharing about uh, an example about the telephone book, like that doesn't that doesn't equate to anybody because that's not the age we live in. Like you can literally find the tech through technology. Anybody. I wanted it to be real and I wanted to be current. And I just believe that God is doing current miracles. He's he, he's raising up current like uh, uh, people to advance the kingdom. And if we don't tell the story, the narrative of um, other people are getting way more shine than what God's doing in people's lives. And so most people would have folded if they would have walked through a tenth of what I would have walked through. They would have folded. And, bro, I'm here more ready, more clear more called than I've ever been, bro, because I know what that purification process has done for me. And so I had to write it. I had to. I had to be obedient because somebody out there watching this, listening to this, they're going to face similar things and they need to know that we can make it through this. Like the value is still in you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things I like about you, Mike, and I really want you to talk about this, man, because, you know, they they call you the the, the pastor of our generation. Like it's it's you're so real. You're so relevant. You're so relatable. And I feel as if, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're 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 in this chair now as, as a senior pastor. But sometimes I feel as if the church, I'm not not saying a particular church, but I'm thinking sometimes the church, 
we only talk about the triumph. We don't talk about the trauma. We only talk about the success. We don't talk about the hell that we went through. <laughs> we, we, we only talk about marriage, but we don't talk about the whole season that we had. Come on, and it's dog. Like, it's, 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 it's like, for me, I'm like, is that why we're not seeing as many people come to Christ? Because the church, per se, we're only, we're only talking about the highlight, but we're not addressing the damage stuff that we've all been through. Yes. Heck, let's be real. We're not even talking about some of the things that we still are battling that we're still working through. Talk, talk. But, talk. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but hey, I know on the inside I'm dealing with this, but God, da 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 And then it's like, I feel as if the reason why you've been able to really capture America, not just America, the world, the way that you have is because you're leading with books like this. You're leading with, but let me be transparent and honest with you all. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. Um, yeah. What can we do better as the church? I'm yeah. talking about all of us yeah. to really bring more people into Christ without, watch this, because I do want to be respectful and say, hey, listen, some things we don't need to be talking about. Yes, let's, let's be real. Not everything yeah. needs to be out. Yeah. But yeah. how can we still be relevant and real and show some of our trauma without it uh, misrepresenting the kingdom to bring more people in? One word. Remember, <laughs> if you would just remember who you were, where you were, what you were doing when the grace of yeah. God found you, if you would just remember you getting on the Bible app and then getting on a pornography website, if you would just remember you taking your tithe money and spending it to go on a trip with your friends. If you would just, re I mean, come on, let's think about it. If you would just remember all the times you said, God, if you get me out of this, I promise I'll never. And you went back the next weekend and did the same thing. It's like we have this amnesia, this like, like where we forget. And if we get a season of being away or maturing from something, then we crucify people who are in the season we was just in. And it's just mm. like, it's like, if you don't get that it was the unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor and kindness of God that found you, and now you're putting blockages, blockages between people and the cross, like, what are you doing? You become a stumbling block. You become somebody who is preventing people. And, and a lot of Christians are actually Pharisees and Sadducees. If we want to get deep into it, like they remember all the customs and the religious things, but Jesus comes in the new Testament. And he says, I don't mean to preach today on here, Anthony, but it's just, on, it's man. coming hey, out of me thing, right now. But, but he Come literally on, says, you can prophesy, you can speak in other tongues. You can literally have angels in communication with you. But if you do not have love, everything that you do is like a, a gong, a clanging cymbal. What he's saying is everything you do outside of love is annoying to me. Mm. And how many believers are walking, doing God's will, but they're not doing it in love. They're actually doing it out of insecurity. They're trying to create levels to where they are and where somebody else is. And that's why I just keep saying, man, if we all could really get healed, if we all could deal with our trauma, because that comes from somewhere, like how we act, how we come into a room, how we retreat, all that stuff is connected to something. And if we could deal with the roots of stuff, we could change the fruit of stuff. And so for me, man, I, I'm I just think the church has to do a better job at remembering. And then when we remember 
then you can relate. It's very hard to correct somebody you don't have relationship with. Like, I don't want nobody coming to tell me nothing and you ain't said hi to me. You don't know my name. You don't know. Talk. Like, the first thing you're going to say to me is you need to change clothes. You can't wear that. We don't say that. And it's like, hold, hold on. Like, what other institution draws people in by casting them out? Like, come on. That is not that is not what Jesus did. Jesus was able to have a level of emotional intelligence and spiritual aptitude to walk into adverse situations, but he was mature and he had the grounding to know that their stance, their habits, their things could not change him, but he was able to entertain their issues long enough to develop relationship with them so that the relationship could turn into revelation of who he was and that would change them. He didn't start with the revelation to change them. He started with relationship and I just think that we have done a bad job of of really it's laziness because we don't want to spend more than an hour with nobody so we want to be able to point out the issue talk to them and they change and this bounce what like like this is a process people took years to get in to their uh, what I call damaging delusions like the areas that there are they're, they're hurting and frustrating it may be a journey to walk out of it. And the so truth good. of the matter is most people don't want a journey with nobody because they don't feel like it's worth it. But that's kind of what God commands all of us to do. Go into all the world and make disciples like, and so, yeah, man, you, you got me on a soapbox right now, but like, <laughs> if you open me up, bro, I'm going to tell it what it really is, dog. I tell it what it really is though. But I, I want to go back to, Mike, you're all over. Millions on YouTube. People are people are watching you. I mean, I'll log in on some some of your Sundays. Um, if I'm out of town from my church, my pastor, Pastor Stephen Chandler, and I'm out turning your church, man, you'll have hundreds of thousands tuned in. I, I'm curious, man, the human side of you. When the spit hit the fan. Yeah. And you're sitting at home with your wife, sitting at home with your kids, mm -hmm. and it's just hitting the fan. How is Mike dealing with that trauma? How 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 did you feel as a human being yeah. when we all know your heart? People who know you, people who love you. Like, Mike, you really came from a sincere, passionate place. Definitely. Not trying to be disrespectful, especially to your own brother. But it's like when you're at home, how did Mike receive all of that, that attention, the blogs? How, how did you... One, deal with it. And then two, how did you heal and move forward with it? So the first thing is I didn't receive all of it. Mm. There's no way I could have received all of that and not still been hopeful for the community God called me to reach. <laughs> That's good, so man. I had to protect everybody by protecting myself. Wow. And many times, especially in this day and age, we feel like we have an obligation to consume the critique. That's a decision. Cut my say that again. You, you do not have to consume the criticism or the critique. You, you, you can make a decision to disconnect. And because of all of the, the therapy and the counseling and the knowing myself and the self-awareness, I'm a fighter. Like I don't, I will, I will pick up every comment and say, all right, come on up here. And let me like, that is my, my natural nature is less fight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 but my reju rejuvenated spirit led cell said, you need 
to be in silence and mm. you need you need to protect your soul. And so mm. you got to cut it off. Within four hours of everything starting to go on, I had somebody on my team watching everything, and I went dark. I got on a plane. I went to Napa with my wife and my, uh, a couple of accountability that walk with us through everything, and we sitting at a vineyard for the next five days. I don't know what's going on in the world. I could not receive everything that was coming because I was not built to have that much information on my soul. Mike, stay right there though, Mike, Mike, because <laughs> Mike, talk, now, now you talking to me and they just listening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, I couldn't have that much information on my soul and still not, not, not let it turn into venom. And so this is where you turn against the very audience you're supposed to reach because they hurt you. And I knew that my calling was bigger than this moment. And so I had to cut connection. I had to turn off the comments. I had to go away and I had to protect my soul to the point of where I had to be okay if the world had my name, but I still had my soul. Like, like I had to like literally go through the motion of thinking like, what if I walk in a room and this is what everybody thinks of me? Mike, how are you going to deal with that? Yeah. Okay. And I was role playing. Like I'm sitting on the balcony of that, that, that uh, hotel looking at the vineyard. And you know, the crazy thing about this, I couldn't have planned this. We went, this happened in January, late January. And this is my first time at a vineyard and I'm looking and I'm like, I thought this thing was supposed to be full of grapes and all this other stuff. But every day, all these people are coming back and all they're doing is cutting back these vines. Everything is naked. Everything is, but I'm watching them every morning at 6 a.m. As I'm out there washing, worshiping, they're cutting back these vines and it's whole groups of people. And then I read in, in the book of John that, that, that the ones that God loves, he prunes so that it can produce much more fruit. All the spit hitting the fan was all of the other controversies were that was God's way of pruning me in front of everybody. So that not because I was doing bad, it was the ones that produce fruit that he prunes. He is like, yes. no, 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 no. I need more fruit out of you. So the only way that I can get you more fruit is to put some more crap on you, put some more fertilizer on you and cut you back. And mm. I, I feel good right now as he cut <laughs> me back. As he cut me back, what it did was it started putting the nutrients of my faith into the right places and calibrating my life into a place where it was like, that doesn't matter anymore. And that matters a lot more. And it was focusing where I put my attention, my energy, my effort, my prayer, my anointing. And what ended up happening with me is it just started a process of producing more fruit, bro. And mm. so the, the human side of it is, is I, I hated that something um, that, um, that pure and motive was taken out of context, yeah. but I knew that God was doing something in me that it only could be done that way. And on the yeah. other side of it, bro, they messed up. Like, I, I I'm just saying like through this whole process, I lost the fear of losing. Wow. Like I, I had to literally go through the exercise of being okay with losing everything. They can have a church. They could have the buildings. They can have a house I live in. They can have my name. The one thing they can't have is my purpose. Yeah. And once I became okay with losing. Yeah. 
it's just made me so dangerous. Because yeah. all I have to do is focus on what God has called me to do and not focus on even the reaction. The, the output is, is the effort is my job. The outcome is his job. And as I stand in this place right now, bro, I'm grateful for this last season. I couldn't have got here any other way. And it just makes me um, so excited to share this message because I've lived being damaged but not destroyed. And, um, yeah, man, I, I, feel, <laughs> I, feel, I feel that so many people listening to your podcast specifically They've had areas of their life that it's damaged their self-esteem, their credit, their business, their their ideas, their ability to try. And, and they're trying to wonder, should I even do it again? And I just feel led to encourage you. Yeah, the value is still in you. There's a there's a person on the inside of you on the other side of this trial, this tribulation, this trouble that is going to experience triumph. And that person is depending on you to do the hard work now. So that you get to the place you are intended to be, your destiny. God can take all damage and redeem it and turn it into destiny. You know, <clears throat> I appreciate you for saying that, Mike. You know, because it's like, man, I'm like you, man. I, 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 and I'm just gonna be honest and vulnerable here. To this day, I read every single comment. No, 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 no. Mike. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. But, and and I'll be honest, man. I be you made me here. have to drink some water on that. I got to drink some water. Mm -mm. I, I read, and when you just said that, Mike, I said, I'm about to have Rebecca, my social media person, I'm about to have her read, read all that stuff. Because, man, I've, I've responded to people in ways that I should not have responded because they took what I said out of context. Yeah. And because yeah. they attacked my character, they attacked my my integrity. And I'm like, wait, what? What? I'm trying to save you money. What, yeah, yeah, what yeah, do you yeah, mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And but they're like, oh, you don't get it. You got this, da 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 da. You, you, you this, you a sellout. You a you I, I mean, I've 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 been called every name from you're not black enough to you're too white to, you know, uh I even just say it, it's my show. You you a nigger, you a sellout. Yeah. Um and I and it's like, man, those comments took me to a dark place. Yes, sir. That's the only Where place even my team was like, you. yo, what is up with you? Like you're you're snapping, you're moody, you, you you're not your 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 even your content is not even good. Mm. Because now, because I was reading all the comments. Now I'm not I'm not speaking from my heart, my gut, my spirit. I'm not I'm not speaking what God told me to say. Yes, sir. I'm speaking back to them Negroes that yes, I saw sir. in my, yes, in sir. my comments. You speak it to Jesus Man nine one nine who lives <laughs> in his mama's basement. That's who you speak it to. Yeah, I know. And, and what I heard you say was, as soon as that stuff happened, I went to my wife. Who, who was a part of my life. Yep. And then I went to an accountability couple yep. and we got the heck out of town. Yep. yep. And, and cut off all social, all media. social media. All social media. What are you talking about? You, you don't, you do not have access to me when I'm in vulnerability. <clears throat> you cannot be in the operating <clears throat> room with me and you're not a trained doctor. If you are not here for my healing, I will shut the door and lock it when I am on the operating table. And too many people 
are, are allowing people with their opinions into their life when they're on the operating table. Like, you're not sterilized, you're not clean, you ain't, you, you dirty and you in here, like just your words can infect me. Like, you cannot be here while God's doing heart surgery on me. And so we had to cut off all connection. And so Mike, go help, help, help those people. Cause they're like, okay, Mike, I hear you. Okay. You're a pastor. You got this person. I just work over here. Mm-hmm. Who do I go to? Who is, who do I know needs to be in a room during my operating time with God? Yep. But I don't want to offend my friend. That's my girlfriend. That's my boyfriend. That, yep. That's the homie for 25 years. I don't yeah. want to offend them. So yeah. how do we know who to cut off for that time and not offend them for cutting them off. But then who do I give access to my heart? This is why you need to go get relationship goals. Um, and then you need to get Darius Daniels book, emotional intelligence, uh, Absolutely. relational intelligence, because the truth of the matter is um, you cannot build friends for the Valley. When you're in the Valley, you have to build friends for the Valley when you're on the mountaintop. And the truth of the matter is it's too late. That's why that Ecclesiastes scripture says two are better than one because when one falls, not if, but when they fall, the, the other one would be there to pick them up. They will have good success. They will have good return on whatever they do together. And, and that I've been in a series about partnership. Kingdom couples is what I called it and powerful partners. And the truth of the matter is most of us do not reach purpose, not because we don't have a plan. We don't have the right partners. We, we don't have the right people that are built for the Valley seasons. Gratefully and thankfully, I had mentors and, and, and people around me and relationships that I built for this moment. I built them for the valley. If your relationships only work on the mountaintops, those are shallow relationships. you got to build relationships for the valley. And so um, I think that's so, so, so important. And for me, they were uh, fortified and proven in this season as opposed to like, do I have them? Like, What's going on, family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience, our joy and our struggles. That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into the tales that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us. From legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes, this collection has no You see, recently I got to tune in to an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now, let's get to today's show. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school because the textbooks, 
it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called True Accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. It was like, I have some ride or dies that are going with me. And I have people that have been around that aren't as close, but they reached out and the wisdom, the advice, the camaraderie, the, the things, I, you find out who's who real quick when, when, when the fire gets turned up, man. And I'm just so grateful for what God has done um, in my personal life. And so that's what I talk about even in this book. Like, guys, we all need to acknowledge that at some point we're going to run into some damage. Who do you run to? Are they just as toxic or do they have anything that can help you move you to the next level? And um, can't build them when it's time. You got to do it beforehand. And Anthony, I got to go back and say something, bro. This yeah, is yeah. on me and it's jacking me up. So I got to go back to you in the comments. You said it's just me and you talking <laughs> and they just listening. Okay. I'm going to give you the greatest secret to my success when I come to criticism. Okay. Okay. Um, it's sideways energy to read those comments and comment back. You never comment, just create. 
So instead of commenting and using your energy that will be wasted on something that doesn't have value, take all of that energy and create something with value. So instead of me using any energy to answer people, to do all of that stuff, because it's a losing battle anyway, they're, all they're going to do is take it and flip it and dip it and, and put it together. Yeah, yeah. I just went and created the music, the books, the content, the stuff that people are about to um, encounter because of how I use the season that everybody thought I was getting jacked up. No, 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 no. <sighs> I did not comment. I created and if mm. you can harness that energy and not take it to the haters, but there's somebody out here that needs me. There's somebody out here that's rocking with me. There's somebody that's out here that really has been touched by this. I'm going to put my energy and effort into creating value instead of answering comments. Mm. It will change your pocketbook. We on a money podcast. So yeah. let me just tell you that content creation is going to change your pocketbook, but it's going to bless thousands, if not millions of people. So I'm just telling you from now on, don't comment. Create. No, sir. You ain't got to worry about that. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I, 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 <clears throat> and what's so funny is I've I've recently um, I've been seeing a therapist for a while now. Um, and, and and before I go there, y'all, Mike named two books. We're going to drop all three uh, of those books, Relationship Goals. We're going to drop that in today's show notes. But then also the most important book I need y'all to get because I want this man to be another New York Times bestseller uh, for this book, Damaged But Not Destroyed, From Trauma to Triumph. It uh, comes out this week um, of the show. Uh, we're going to drop that link in the show notes. And then we just, uh, he also mentioned uh, one of my close friends and mentors in life. Uh, the One of the, Darius Daniels is the reason why wow. uh, I have the the wealth that I have today. I don't know if you know this, Mike, but uh, July 1st of 2021, I went to him and I said, hey, I feel a pivot coming in my life. I'm scared as heck. I don't know what I need to do. And he looked at me dead in my face and said, it's time. Mm. And the money you're making a year, you'll make a month. Mm. And in 2023, I'm doing more than what he said I'll make a month. Come on, bro. And, and, and you guys, these are the words that's in this book uh, of Darius Daniels, <clears throat> Relationship Intelligence, which I, I don't think, and I love Mike, I love my pastor, but I don't think there's a better preacher than Darius Daniels. No, you he's know, a beast. I, I just think he's that man beast. is just phenomenal. I love this Bishop James, but just, 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 it was just with him and, and Sarah last week. I'm like, but that Darius Daniels, how he interprets he's a problem. the word and breaks it down. He's yeah. a full problem. problem. Ah! So we're going to put those three books in there uh, for you all to get because I need you to get uh, all three of those books, all yeah. three of those books. But 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 two more questions, man. I'll let you go because I know I know I know you scheduled this. Hey, bro, we might we might have to run this back. We might have to do something else because we ain't even scratched the surface yet, bro. This is too easy, too <laughs> Yo, easy. Listen, man, listen, man. I just I just want to talk about this book. But the next time, I may just have to come up to Oklahoma and just sit down. Let's with do Because I want to talk with you and your wife, man. Like, yeah, bro. Y'all's relationship is just um, it, it's just. Uh, it's a breath of fresh air, man, because it's like, I love it. But anyway, we're getting off the subject. I, I want to talk about this because you talk about this a little bit in your book as well. 
You mentioned therapists, doctor, accountability partners. I, I, I'm sensing uh, that you have a group of people around you that you go to and that you believe in therapy and you believe in theology. Yes, sir. And you have some people who are listening to this thing saying, you know, I'm I'm sold out for Christ. All I need is King Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, I, I agree. I need King Jesus. King Jesus really is not even, that song is not even biblical. I'm going to leave that alone. But anyways, it's like, how do you feel, Mike, about combining theology and therapy? Yes, sir. And that's something that I've been doing the last, I would say consecutively, the last two years since I've been out on my own. This has been, I've been through the most hell in my life the last two years. Mm. I've, I've, I've been... I wouldn't say depressed, but I've been down. I've been fighting emotionally because I started our whole business. You know, I got 10 families who depend on me. I wake up every single day and I got to cut a check to 10 different people so their families can eat. That's a lot. I, I, I'm, videos are made about me. I, and I'm like, man, like God, I see it. I read all the comments, which I'm not going to do anymore. You know, and I started going to therapy because I needed that outlet. But from a pastor's perspective, why is it important for people to both see therapy and get the theology? I think it's super simple. God made us complex, complex beings. So there's three parts of us. There's our body, our soul, and our spirit. And in church, we, we rightfully so have focused on the salvation of our spirit. Like our spirit is what's going to heaven. Our spirit's what is, is renewed at salvation. Our spirit is the thing that gets it. The problem is we're living on earth in this body with a soul. Mm. And so the truth of the matter is prayer is the thing that connects with us in the spirit. But sometimes we have to take the things that we prayed for and we need to process. And a lot of people don't do the work on the soul level, the mind, the will, and the emotions. And so that's why you can't figure out you gave and you prayed and you heard a word from God, but your marriage is falling apart. It's mm-hmm. because there's a disconnect in your soul. You don't know mm-hmm. how to communicate. And the reason you don't know how to communicate is because when you were younger, every time your mom and your dad communicated and it got heated, one of them left. So you can never stay in a conversation long enough to be able to hear the other person or excuse me, listen to the other person because you're hearing them but you're not listening and so the truth of the matter is your soul needs work your soul needs transforming you need to be transformed by the renewing of your not spirit mind Mind. that is that is where it needs to happen and there's neural pathways and there's reprocessing that needs reprocessing that needs to happen and the truth of the matter is many of us are professional barriers something happens in our life and we just bury it we we literally don't think about it anymore and this is what happens our body is not meant to handle that trauma and hold it so it comes out some type of way that's why we get addicts that's why we get people living double lives that's why people are doing retail therapy no what you need to do is talk because you now digging yourself into a different hole and you still broken and depressed even after you get the louis and the gucci like it's not even making sense you getting flown out but even after you lay down with oh boy and he buys you a birkin bag and gives you a trip you still feel empty why it's because of the things that are inside that actually need to come out in a healthy way and this is what i tell people all the time it's coming up no matter what it's coming up no matter what and either you're going to make it come up in a healthy way that's why i believe in therapy and theology god is saying there is 
there's wisdom in the multitude of counsel. Like, like my thing is not, do you have a counselor? How many counselors do you have? Ooh. You want a real flex? You need multiple counselors. I got people that talk to me about money. I got people that talk to me about my mind. I got people that talk to me about my church and the businesses I run. I got, I got multitude of counsel and people struggling with one counselor. Get your weight up. You need to have multiple counselors. You need people around you that provide a different perspective that you can't see. And so for me, it's not an option no more. The old church used to say, just pray about it. And I say, we need to pray about it. And then we need to take the answer that God gives us and then create a plan and a process around it. That's mm. the only way that we're going to actually see the transformation that we want to see in our lives. And, and, and this is what I really say, Anthony. The truth of the matter is this work is hard work. And, and, and we really didn't see our parents do it. Let's just be honest. Like, if, it's, if it happens in our house, it stays in our house. Like, we visit our family every Thanksgiving and Christmas and know the issues. I don't even know if this is my real brother, but we just going to keep it right here. Like, all of these things we sweep under the rug and, I'll, like, all this other stuff. And we functioned. And we've survived. And now we're trying to figure out how can we thrive. You got to lay aside this weight. You got to deal with this damage. You got to take this trauma and actually admit, like, I'm struggling with some stuff. I'm angry. Like, that's not just my disposition. I'm mad. Like, and I'm mad because this happened to me, but I don't have to stay there. And once you do that, it changes everything. I say it in the book. What's not transformed is transferred. That's and, and, good. And, 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 and this is the key to this whole thing. If you can't figure out or, or see the value in doing it for yourself, at least do it for the next generation. Don't, don't, don't let us be the ones, don't let them be on podcasting and therapy saying my mama was fake. My daddy wouldn't even admit that he wasn't there. My, 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 my daddy wouldn't even admit that he tried to replace him, his presence with presence. He tried to buy our affection instead of actually being there. Like, let's not be that generation. Like, and I'm trying to change that narrative. That's why I dedicated this book right here to my grandkids. I did the, the, the dedication to this book is to my grandkids. And the, if you know me, my oldest daughter is 10, yeah. but the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. I plan on leaving wealth, physical material wealth, but I also plan on leaving emotional health. And I want my grandkids to read this and see, you know what? Pops gave me, he put me on game. He let me know, how to actually live free from my trauma and turn that thing into triumph. And you know what, man, your, your, your grandchildren will leave inheritance to their children's children because of the inheritance they received from their, their grandfather. And uh, I, I want to end this show with, with, of course, with this being a money show, I, I got, I got, I got to ask you a money question. Let's do it. In your, <laughs> in your book, you talk about how your mom shopped in the damage section sometimes. And, uh, you even share a story of how you purchased a car that you could afford but couldn't afford. Oh, could definitely was stunting. <laughs> and it was a luxury car. And and one thing that I've learned within my particular space, Mike, is that if we don't deal with the trauma, if we don't address the trauma, 
we tend to cover it up with retail therapy. We, we tend to cover it up with buying something to look like everything is good when really internally everything is bad. And then externally we look good, but then also externally we're broke because we didn't deal <laughs> with the internal trauma. And, and I'll be honest, man, I, I was there. You know, I remember the first time I made six figures. I, man, I was making all this money um, and I was broke. I was living paycheck to paycheck, buying a car. My mom and dad bought a BMW. I was 20, 22. My mom and dad was 40-something. They bought a BMW. I said, you know what? I need a BMW. And I went and bought a BMW. And I was like, what? Huh? What? And now I look at it. And, and I want to ask you this question, man. A lot of people are dealing with financial insecurities. A lot of people are dealing with financial trauma. How do we Jeez. heal from that? How do we move forward um, in that area of our life. So the first thing that I would say to everybody is you can make it out of that. Like, I just want to give somebody hope and faith right now. You can make it out of that. I've made it out of that. Anthony's made it out of that. There are tons of people that made it out of that, not because of our platforms, because of our decisions outside of what people know. And this is where it actually changes. You got to admit and be aware that you're damaged in that area. God can never heal what you won't reveal. And there are so many people that are listening to this that will not admit, like, I'm not good with money. Like, let's just start right there. Can you admit, I'm not good with money. I can make it. I can't keep it. I can, I can find it, but I cannot steward over it. And I think awareness and acknowledgement is the word I want to use, that there's an issue is the first step to assessing it and changing it. And for me, I had to like come to the conclusion, like, you know what? I need to learn more about money. I wasn't generationally, I wasn't born into generational wealth. My, we had a good family and we had a lot of stuff, but we lost a lot of stuff. Like, it's like, where did that go? Like, where did that go? Like, like that, that's what happened in my family. And my parents did the best they could with what they knew and what they had. And this is especially a conversation for the, the uh, African-American community and the minority community. Like, you can't pass down knowledge you don't have. And so a lot of times it's a, it's a knowledge gap. And so what did I do? I began to learn. Every time I got access to somebody who understood money, I studied enough to ask the right questions and find out the language so that I could figure out what, what was going on. It's so crazy that I started that process, not knowing who God was going to make me and, and, and not knowing how I would actually have to really understand finances. But when we got ready to do, this is how it could change. I went from being in debt, like, uh, literally driving a Range Rover, a Land Rover that I could not afford to like actually, God took me through a season where I was driving a 15 passenger van. A lady from the church was letting us use because I didn't have a car while I was the pastor of Transformation Church. That's another mm. story for another time. I was getting rides to church like this wow. is what I'm telling you. And God took me from that place to when it was time for us to close on uh, our building for ten point five million dollars. I did the deal through text message like there was no there was no like like loan application, all that other stuff. I text the bank president and said, this is what we need. And he texts me back. It's done. Like that level of uh, transformation out of a poverty mentality into a mentality of understanding how to deal with possessions. It's possible, but it could not happen 
until I was self-aware enough to say, I am bad at this. Mm-hmm. And I think that transfers to every area of your damage. If you cannot admit my knee is hurting, you can go to the doctor and tell him it's an earache, but he's only going to look at your ear until you say it's my knee. And so many people will not be humble enough. And this is what I'm going to say to you. If you're going to approach this book, you need to approach it with humility. You need to approach it not going like, yeah, I got my stuff worked out. I read this book again and be checked. And I wrote the book. Like, I'd be like, all right, God, do a new work on the inside of me. Because if you approach it with humility, the one thing about all of us is I believe this journey is about progression, not perfection. If you approach everything with humility, God will show you a new layer and take you to a new level and you will be able to live a better life. And so for me, man, um, it can change financially, relationally, spiritually, but you got to approach this thing with humility and be self-aware. And I think that God can take all your damage and he can turn it into your destiny. The value is still in you. I like the, the thing you said, Mike, that just really resonated with me is, is you said, hey, you got to be honest and say, I'm not good with money. Just because you admit that you're not good with money today doesn't mean you will not be good with money tomorrow. Exactly. But you exactly. cannot get better tomorrow if you're not willing to admit it today. That's and uh, I, I, I appreciate that. And I think you guys, um, it, it, I think a lot of us are dealing with trauma. I think a lot of us are dealing with some um, some issues that we've dealt with. Some, some of the things that we cause ourselves. And I think you need to get this book. Uh, because I'm telling you right now, I, I, as reading this book, and I'm reading the PDF version, um, it's I'm sitting there convicted, like, ah, oh, Mike, what, bro, <laughs> what in the, bro, you, we haven't even talked, guys. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm telling y'all, you guys, this is I, I, I say this respectfully. I told this to Mike before the show. I was like, man, I think this is your most impactful book. I think this will be his best book for readers who really. Wow want to get to that next level in Christ because this book is all about inner. It's all about you and how you got to take control of your inner life to expand on the outside. And so yes, we're going to drop his um, information in today's show notes. You guys get the book. You know what? I'm even step further. If you're in a relationship, if you're dating someone, Get an extra book for that person and y'all read this thing together because if y'all can get together, if y'all can be together working on the inner, that's going to be a better relationship. You just gave them the cheat code, bro. You just (laughs) gave them the cheat code. I'm not playing. People talk about the uh, 50-50 in a relationship, but it really is 100-100. And until you actually work on your 100 like you're taken away from the relationship. And so I'm just encouraging people. Last thing, Anthony, I got to explain the back cover. And I think this is, is something uh, that was really cool and creative, but the powerful uh, meaning behind it. So the front cover, the the publisher wanted me smiling because that, you know, the triumph, but this, the cover, this, the cover. I said, well, we're doing a double cover because this is my dad, my four brothers and my son in one picture. Okay. Wow. This is a three generations of Todd in one picture, but it looks like me. And I wanted everybody to understand as I'm looking at this, this is my eye, but this is my seven-year-old son's eye. And they look the same. And until we deal with our damage, we affect every person that is around us that we love. And so this picture right here, you could do this with everybody you love, but I just wanted to, 
to, to tell everybody this is why this book is important. God can take your trauma and he can turn it into triumph. That's what this is. <laughs> cut. cut. I don't need to say nothing else. I've learned you don't come behind the preacher like that. <laughs> oh, don't do that, bro. Hey, man, this is Yo, y'all, that's it. Go get his book. It's in the show notes. I ain't saying nothing else, y'all. Thank you so much, Todd. Thank Love you so you, bro. much, man. Thank you, man. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.